You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 94. Seven key findings were they were improved listening, improved communication, improved ability to give feedback, improvement in conflict resolution, positively impacted relationships, improvement in team dynamics. It ended up in teams and team communication, which again was not the original intention, and also increased ability to engage staff in conversations that are solutions-focused and promote accountability. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hello and welcome to the show. This is your host, Meg Rentschler. I'm actually recording as I hear storms beginning to roll into Texas. It is my sincere desire that I will get this recorded before the thunder begins. But if we hear it, we hear it. It's just Mother Nature saying hello. We've got lots of wind and beginning to rain And I am so grateful that the temperatures are coming down out of the triple digits that we've had, even if just for a day because of the rain. I hope wherever you are, the weather is lovely, you are enjoying and grateful for all that is around you. And I am also very grateful for our guest today and our subject today. So Allison Hendren, who was in episode 11 with me is returning to explore the results that coaching can have within organizations. When we teach people within organizations how to have coach-like conversations, it is incredibly exciting. She's going to bring studies and data to us to let us know about the impact of coaching. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. Now, before we go there, I want to take a quick break right here to remind all of you that each and every week we get closer to the 100th episode of the Star Coach Show, which is really exciting. It has certainly been a labor of love and some milestones that I can't reach without your help. So once again, I'm going to do an ask. I'm going to ask, please, if you're enjoying the show, could you leave a rate and review on iTunes to increase the visibility of the show? I am very much wanting and hoping and, and dreaming about getting 100 reviews before our 100th episode, there is a link on starcoachshow.com that says leave a review for the show. And that will take you right to iTunes to be able to leave a rate and review. So thank you in advance. The more reviews we get, the more visible the show gets. And I've got major plans 
for reaching more coaches and bringing you more guests over these next years. So thank you. Thank you so much. In addition to that, if you like the show, if you're getting value from the show and you know of other people that could also get value from the show, please share the show with them. I would love to continue to grow our audience. We're getting hundreds of downloads every day and we are being listened to in over 21 countries and I want to continue to grow. So I need you listeners to help me do that. And I want to thank you in advance also for sharing the show with people you know will enjoy it. So let's get to our topic for today. As I mentioned, Alison Hendren was our guest in episode 11. As you can note, that was pretty early on in the show. We had a few sound issues and connection issues with that interview and In addition to that, Allison has received more information about the impact that the coaching she is doing within organizations, how it's impacting the organization itself. And she has come to share that information with us today. Allison is the CEO and founder of Coaching Out of the Box. Allison was one of my instructors many years ago as I transitioned into executive coaching and her energy and passion for coaching is much to be admired. She's been an executive coach and coaching educator since 1996. She sees the transformative power of coaching to maximize the full potential of people. And that is the underlying passion of coaching out of the box. Coaching out of the box allows corporations, organizations to implement the principles of coaching through her 555 coaching flagship program. And it is exciting to hear her talk about the benefits that the coaching has brought. I would encourage you to think about how you can take this information and share it with the organizations that you may be approaching to work within that you have the desire to be able to share about the incredible impact that being coached like can bring and ripple throughout organizations. Now, Allison has a white paper that is going to give us specific data that you can actually use with your clients. And that white paper can be found on the resource page at starcoachshow.com. So you'll want to download that either before the interview, or certainly after to have as a resource. I'm not going to make you wait anymore. This is an incredibly information-packed interview. Let's go to our interview with Allison Hendren. Allison, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for coming back to the Starcoat Show. 
I am so thrilled to be here, Meg. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Allison is truly one of my favorite coaching people and just people in general. If for anybody who ever gets the opportunity to meet Allison Hendren, don't walk, run, run directly to her because she is now, Allison, I would say that as a whole for our listeners, if there is an ICF event, you're most likely going to be there at a booth, correct? Coaching out of the box. Very often going to be there. Yes, yes. And either you or one of the wonderful people you work with will be manning that booth. Yes, that's right. So let's start by just talking a little bit about what is coaching out of the box. And if somebody were to see a booth for that, why it would be worthwhile for them to go up and introduce themselves. Okay, well, coaching out of the box is about bringing coaching to as many people as possible. You know, with my time in coaching, which is 20 plus years now, I have seen the most fabulous results from people learning how to coach, learning to use those coaching skills, some becoming credentialed, some using it as part of their leadership. And so it it just it ignites me and I get so excited about it. So I created Coaching Out of the Box to try to coaching to as many people as possible. And that's why it exists. And it started with one particular program that I created that people could take into organizations to educate leaders and managers. And then it's it's grown since then. So we have that and it's fabulous and wonderful. And we also have a number of other programs now because of people asking us, we want more, we wanna, we want to learn more and so on. So now we credential coaches and so on. So yeah, and we have various things people can purchase our 365 coaching questions booklet, which is very, very successful. But anyway, that is. It is very successful. As a matter of fact, I was doing a mentor coaching session yesterday with a new coach Mm -hmm. and she was asking me because her mentor coaching is wrapping up. And she said, so what organizations do you recommend that I stay in touch with as I continue to grow and learn. And your organization was one of the organizations I said, you know, you're going to want to stay in touch with coaching out of the box. And she said, I have their book. And I said, you should, you know, keep in touch with them. They they are going to be an organization that is always bringing out new innovative things to think about learning and growing (laughs) from. So a little plug there that I wasn't even intending on doing, but it just happened yesterday. So when you talk about learning that when you teach people to coach, wonderful Mm -hmm. things happen. Our focus today is going to be talking about how you have worked with different organizations, but you actually Mm -hmm. have three organizations that you've Mm -hmm. done some specific work with and have Mm -hmm. specific results that you Mm -hmm. have in your most recent white paper about Mm -hmm. what coaching can do for organizational growth for Mm -hmm. leadership, for sort of the kinds of results that we want to see in organizations. So let's talk a little bit about those three organizations and how you worked with them. Okay. Well, and of course, it all kind of happened as a result of the first program I created and uh, that was very, very successful and made it relatively easy for people to learn these skills, uh, regardless of whether they were going to get a credential or not. Anyway, so this one organization, large healthcare system, employing 150,000 people, contacted us because a couple of their people had experienced 
our flagship program and said, we want to use this to bring to all our leaders and managers in that organization. I said, great, because we, <laughs> of course. Sure. And we, oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. And we, coincidentally, we license people to be able to deliver this. And this organization, as you can imagine, the, they were very attracted to that as well because they wanted to develop internal capacity. They wanted people to be able to do it within the organization versus necessarily hiring all kinds of externals, although they do do that, but they really wanted to develop this inside the organization. And so, and so it began. And what happened was this large healthcare system had a, they created a collaborative of people from all different areas of the system who were sharing, what are we doing here? What are we doing in, in our individual areas of this organization? And one of the things that they shared was they were bringing coaching. They were equipping leaders and managers to develop coaching skills. You have such a good point there. I don't want to interrupt, but I do. Right. Because when you have a large organization, yes. it might be surprising for some people who are listening to think that not everybody knows what's going on in the other parts of the organization. That's so right. an organization can get so big and everybody's sort of operating in their own right. silo or in their own area that when you bring in a program like this, it gets people talking about yes. what everybody's doing. Yes. yes. And so what happens happened was because of this one area of the organization that it started to use it, it took off like wildfire. They had waiting lists of people wanting to take this program. And people so, are primarily like people within the organization, leaders the organization. or managers. Yeah. Yes. However, okay, so what happened was Buzz got out. All the other members of this collaborative started to vet various coaching programs because they said, you know, we should really be doing one system-wide and share it based on what people are learning. So they vetted all these programs, including, including ours, because of the success in this one particular area of the organization. And they ended up choosing ours. So then what happened was all areas began using it. And again, the same, the same thing happened. It took off and they, and they, to this day, still have waiting lists of people wanting to take this. Wow. But yeah. And, but what happened was that they decided after they'd been using it for about 18 months, they said, you know, we better assess this. It, what is it doing? Right? right. You know, what's the, what's the value? So they hired external consultants. I didn't even know this was happening. Just so you know, I, I had nothing to do with assessing the value. They did pre and post focus. They did focus groups. They did pre and post surveys, the external consultant, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, after a period of time, the report came out and it said, well, you need to take this system wide. Absolutely. You need to continue to grow it. You need to equip everybody, all the leaders and managers and so on in this organization to be using this. And they really referred to it as supporting them and having more coach-like kinds of conversations versus necessarily them all becoming coaches. However, because we were developing internal capacity, they sent us a lot of people that we had to develop them with deeper coaching skills so that they could be able to deliver this to their leaders and managers. So anyway, let's slow down sorry. and get, get a little more. Yeah. So what you were teaching, what it is that took off like wildfire was what specifically? What were you doing for this organization? 
we were teaching them how to coach. So we used a model that that uh, I had created here at Coaching Out of the Box that I designed to make it as simple as possible. Not that coaching is simple, but I wanted leaders and managers, having been an old exec in organizations and gone to different programs, you know how those things are. Right. And I I wanted I wanted them to grab it, and they grabbed it because they had a little kit that they got. They got little. Well, 365 coaching questions plus some other tools, a workbook, et cetera, et cetera. And they, a pyramid that, that had the model on it. Anyway, that's what we were teaching them was that. And it's kind of and, teaching coaching as a leadership style. Yes. And okay. we had, a, we called it the 555 coaching skills training program. So there's five core skills that we teach them. There's five key steps in a coaching conversation, and there's five guiding principles. In other words, what's required of them, the leader, the manager, when they're having that kind of a conversation, whether it's in the hallway, whether it's in their office, it's not necessarily formal coaching, but it's being more coach-like. They even had coffee cups that they put the term coach-like on, and everybody got a coffee cup to remind isn't that neat? Really, yeah, it's really neat. So you went into this organization mm-hmm. to teach people to be more coach-like, to give some yes. specific skills that any leader, whether they were choosing yes. to be a credential coach or not, could exactly. employ in that one-on-one, just-in-time coaching, as well as yeah. a sit-down conversation. Right. However, what happened was, because it kept it, it was taking off. It went into all different areas of the organization that they never even imagined would happen. This was a large healthcare system. Right. And so they started with their leaders and managers, who many had come up clinically, of mm-hmm. course. But what happened is it spread to physicians, it spread to researchers, it spread to people, spread to people who were doing diabetes research, uh, child life specialists, all kinds of different areas. Continued to ripple throughout the organization. And now they've had, you know, well over 7,000 people through it since, since they began embracing it. And it just continues to grow. Allison, how long ago uh, did this now begin? Now it's been about five years. Five so five years, years 7,000 people over five years mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. been taught this 555 process. Yes. And that's because we developed internal capacity, meaning we license people internally to use this program because that's how it's spread. Because to hire us all the time, that's a lot to bring in externals and they get it. They work in the organization. They know that the issues and challenges and saw. But they've also seen the value that this can bring. They want to help others Mm -hmm. learn how to do this. That's right. Now that it's taken off like wildfire, over 7,000 people have mm-hmm. been taught to do this 555 process. What, right. what kinds of impact oh, is it having okay. on your organization? That's right. So with their external consultant, with their analysis, they came up with many findings, but the top seven, and there's I've got a whole guide, a white paper that people can download and can see all of the statistics and all the rest of it. But here's what the top seven key findings were. They were improved listening, 
improved communication, improved ability to give feedback, improvement in conflict resolution. They were, yeah, I know, positively impacted relationships, improvement in team dynamics. It ended up in teams and team communication, which again, was not the original intention and also increased ability to engage staff in conversations that are solutions focused and promote accountability. And those were the top seven. There's more results than that and percentages and so on. But those were the top seven. And I always say to people in organizations, what if, what if you had improved listening, improved communication, improvement in conflict? You know, this is, this is what can happen. solution focused across the organization. Yes. And so what happened too was we presented at Harvard Medical School, McLean Hospital and Institute of Coaching a little while back, these findings, because we applied to present and they accepted us and that was great. So it it just continues to grow. And so that particular organization is now, you know, it just continues that they're doing this. And, And what's also kind of interesting is all the different areas, I get phone calls or I get emails from somebody who's sharing a story about something that happened as a result of them being more coach-like and having those coach-like conversations. And people have said to me, healthcare has multiple stakeholder groups, as you can imagine. And they always say to me, if it works there, it'll work anywhere because there's so much complexity and there's so many different. Well, and I've I've interviewed several people from healthcare who say, ironically, healthcare is not always very healthy within their organizations. They they need to continue to kind of grow and get healthier. So if it can, these kinds of, if you think about the way that it touched and touched and touched, it ripple effected out. That can happen in manufacturing. That can happen yes. in any, I don't know why all of a sudden just manufacturing popped into my head, right. but engineering yeah. and energy resources and whatever the different organizations are that you might work within as a coach or um, that you might be listening to this as a leader of an organization thinking, would right. this work in our organization? Yes, yes. And in, in their case, remember, they started in one particular area and they started not at the senior level because, you know, the argument is always, although we've had others that have, but it's it still took off and the senior, senior level got on board. Let's just after say. The, so it after came up, they saw the evidence somewhere else. Yes. Yes. It came up kind of grassroots, I guess, is, is maybe a more, yeah, they, it came up via the grassroots. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So those people who are listening right now, who happen to be regular listeners of the show, may have heard my interview with Allison over a year ago, where we talked a little bit about this. What's different now is that there are some additional organizations that you have seen some Mm. similar results from. Can you talk a little bit about these additional organizations? They're also noted in the white paper as well. And so, and because every organization uh, may have their own unique way of doing this. So that was this one large organization, one large system. 
another organization already had some fully qualified ICF certified coaches. You know, I'm a big okay. fan of getting that credential. Yes. So what they did, and they had a much smaller budget as well. So what they did is they simply sent those people to us to take our train the trainer. Okay. And then those people delivered it internally. We never did any of that. They just got equipped got licensed, and then they went in and delivered it. The same demand was created, meaning when people took it, they loved it, they wanted to, you know, more people wanted to take it and so on. And so that organization, how that panned out, or they're not as long into it, they're probably a couple of years, and they're doing it bit by bit, they've probably done over 300 people now. So it's a very impressive. yeah. a small amount. And what they're seeing, not exactly the same results, because in that organization, they have resource issues. And they don't, they didn't hire an external consultant, you know, they're doing some assessment, kind of off the side of their desk at times. And so for them, the big thing that they were finding was that they were able to have more of these coach like conversations and really from paying attention to listening versus telling people what to do, they are breaking through and finding out some of the critical challenges that they're having in that particular organization. So I asked her, I, I asked the, 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 the one person, and, and that's what she sent back to me at this point, because she literally hasn't had time to do you know, they haven't had the outside consultant come and do all that, but but she's able to sort of see through, through evidence based upon dealing with kind of what is, what are these conversations looking like and, and how, how are we seeing the results occur within our organization? That's right. And then another organization that we worked with, what they did is they started with us initially and we would go in and deliver it during a week-long leadership development program that they had put in place where they were taking other things. And then the last two days, they took the program with us. And so we had our qualified uh, trainers and so on and so forth. And then what we did over the next few years is we developed, uh, we did this every year and, and we had about 150 people at a time. Then what happened is we, they identified and we supported that people who would be, would make sense to develop more fully in coaching. So the, and become licensed as well. And so then they now, now this, you know, three years later are, or four years later now, are delivering it themselves. So we, we don't, so we equip them, we taught them right. how to do this. But that was after three, the first three years of us going in. And in one case, we teamed up with one of the people identified internally, and we co delivered it with them so that they got their confidence up and so on. But and, the point being that you're like consistently spreading yes. what coaching can yes. do, you were yes. sort of teaching people to fish in coaching, helping organizations bring coaching by enabling their internal people to continue to spread this. And that fits so much with my feeling that that's how it's going to grow. It's it's having those coach-like conversations. And so in this particular organization, they, I mean, just a couple of, a couple of things, because they Uh did more of an assessment. 81% of leaders surveyed said learning coaching skills has helped them 
to resolve conflict in their work environments. 81%. I'm reading, I'm literally reading it from my white paper. 86.4% of leaders said learning coaching skills has helped them manage resistance to change. Who isn't going through that? Who isn't going through in their direct reports, in the people that report to them? So we've got to change, we've got to evolve, and we're going to hit resistance. So you're enabling these leaders to be able to handle the natural consequence of change, which tends to be sometimes we're resistant. And what was the percentage again on that? That was 86.4%, 86.4%. And then the third thing, 100% of the leaders surveyed said learning coaching skills has influenced their leadership style. They also reported specific improvements in the work environment. Motivation and, and engagement improved by 40%. Timely, timely problem solving was around 40% as well. I'm looking at the graph, so I'm analyzing well, it and looking at it. Ownership for outcomes was... Ownership. Yeah, ownership growth is about 55%. Can you imagine, you know, as a leader or as a manager and you're working with your direct and you have that kind of thing happening, what a relief. And innovation in problem solving, which, you know, I hadn't hadn't seen it worded quite like that before, 30%. So, yes. Yes. So So you're just seeing this. So if if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, I'm working with an organization where I see a lack of communication, a lack of appreciation of one another, you know, people are not taking, owning, taking their ownership within their portion of the organization, or they're overworking and overstressed. And how can I show them that coaching can impact that? Allison has a white paper that will help you sort of translate that. And even tips, because in this particular organization's case, or any organization, you want to be sure they're ready. So take our readiness assessment. It's online. You can just go to our website. Something they can just access on coaching. And it goes into all the areas of the organization and asks you a number of questions about what's happening so that you are aware, or you may already be, but by doing that, you'll kind of synthesize down, okay, how, where are we at on the continuum? And what might we foresee might be some potential issues or challenges as we do this. So that's that that would be helpful. The other thing that we did in that particular organization is we delivered this to their senior leadership team first. And we spent the time with them, the CEO and their leadership team, as I mentioned, and they got it. They got it. They embraced it. And in fact, the senior when they first launched it, they they had the senior CEO literally speak to everybody promoting learning these coaching skills. So it gave it such credibility initially and the that they could see the CEO buying in and that they were, you know, investing in the people learning this and taking them out of their workplace, you know, their work environments to spend the time. That also I felt was very, very helpful. Very and I'm Yet you're showing two different organizations that approached it from two different angles. One was sort of grassroots. The other was the, the C-suite bought into it first. And yes. yet both were wildly successful. Yes. And the third one was where they sent you know, qualified coaches to us and they equipped them. And that's the, they've done, like I said, they've done over 300 people, but their results are 
they're happy with it and so on, but they haven't been able to do as much assessment on it yet. Because they've got different so, level of resource exactly. and different level of buy-in, yes, but three exactly. very different approaches that all had positive consequences. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer in my mind, of course, for every organization to assure, ensure they are equipping their leaders and managers. And my feeling about this is as well, is that they adopt the same model throughout because then everybody is using the same the same approach. And so, so they're it's not talking so they're apples and oranges. They're all exactly. talking apples or whatever. Exactly. They're speaking that, a, a yes, similar language. That's, right. That's what my recommendation would be. So yes. whatever that is that they take, sort of like you you had to go up against other organizations and had to be vetted <laughs> and you were yes, we in that situation. But whatever it is, having an organization use common philosophy, a common yes. product throughout. Yes, exactly. That's what we have seen is very, very successful so that there's not this confusion around it, that everybody gets it. They see everybody has got their little, in our case, pyramids in their office or their cubicles and everybody, it's the same language. It's the same model throughout. So it it makes a difference, whatever you decide to choose to do. Right. But I agree with you, Allison. I've brought and brought into companies to help them train their coaches and we're, and they've yes. used, you know, so some have been trained in the grow model and some have been yes. trained in the four square model and some of them have been. Yes. And so it's sort of like, and ultimately it sort of comes down to coaching, but I would agree with you. It is like, let's have the same language. Let's, yes. let's be able to kind of use the same reference point because yes. then it we can just grow and learn and, and implement it together. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. It just, it, it, and, and actually all three of those had had different models in various pockets that they had been using. And it was, then they decided, Hey, let's, you know, let's, let's use, use coaching box. out of the box. Yeah. Yes. In, in this case. Yes. yes. So that's what I would I think has made it also very successful. Yeah. So point being that you have this wonderful approach that that mm-hmm. can certainly ripple through an organization, but for listeners, whatever the approach is that you use, just see how you can get the organization all on board with that. So they're all speaking the same language. It can be that much more powerful than having a pocket do this and a different pocket do this. Yes and end up creating confusion and getting in the way of the benefit and the process that can be brought forward. You want to make it easy. You want want people to, because people are busy. They're dealing with so much in their, in their work lives and in their personal lives too, usually. And so let's make it easy. Them. Allison, such incredible work that you're doing. And thank you for making it usable for all of us to, to, mm-hmm. to be able to. Many times I hear, how can I talk about the value that coaching brings? And you have done that in spades today for us. One of my favorite things is to talk to people about this. So don't hesitate if they want to reach out to me and schedule a time. And I'm happy to share what we've learned. Yes, we'd love you to use us, but I I just am so passionate that people and organizations need to get this in their hands or get use coaching, be coach like. So I'm happy to share what I've learned and what can happen as a result or any more questions they might have. Such wonderful information. Thank you so much. And just such a You're joy welcome. to spend time with you. Yes, uh, thank, thank you here, for coming man. back. 
As coaching becomes more and more well-known and more companies and organizations reach out to incorporate a coaching culture, the work that Coaching Out of the Box is doing is that much more important. And and I want to thank Allison for bringing her results to all of us to help be able to articulate the value that coaching brings within an organization and using coaching as a leadership style, how incredibly powerful it is. You know, one of the sayings of coaching out of the box is, what if everyone had coaching skills? And I think that Allison's data that she brought to us today shows us what if everyone had coaching skills, what incredible power that brings within organizations. So if you'd like to access Allison's white paper or learn more about coaching out of the box, go to the resource page at star coachshow.com and you can access that information on Allison. Also, once again, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a rate and review on iTunes. It increases our visibility and gets more people to be able to access the incredible wisdom of the guests that we have on the show. I want to thank you again for spending time with us this week. I look forward to visiting with all of you again next week. And until then, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.